Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a new episode of Phillies Today. And boy, we've got some interesting things to talk about this morning. Especially, I mean, in the last, what, last like over like 16 hours? I mean, a lot of... A lot of things have, have come out. Um, I won't say a lot, but there have been a few things, few big things that have come out. It looks like Reese Hoskins' time in Philadelphia is over. Unfortunately, Reese is a fan favorite here. Could an outfielder be on the trade block? It sounds like, according to MLB.com, that a star outfielder, an all-star outfielder last year, for the Philadelphia Phillies having a bounce back here. You know, probably know who that is. We'll get to it in a little bit. Could be on the trade block and how that could potentially affect the Phillies for 2024 and the hot stove offseason this year. So there's that. And there's a report that the Phillies could be in on another starting pitcher this offseason that isn't named Aaron Nola. I'm actually, if you've listened to the last couple episodes, um, you you know that I like that report. So we're going to get to all that today. It's really just mostly Phillies offseason updates today as well as uh, a few other things. We'll get to some uh, normal stuff like around Major League Baseball. Um, and we'll get to this day in Phillies history. And also MLB.com did their early power rankings for next year. And we'll talk about where the Phillies fit or not fit or are, are on that list. We'll talk about that coming up on today's show. So, off-season updates. Let's start with number one. The big, big piece of news that you guys know, probably already know what I'm going to talk about here. And unless you've been living under a rock. Unless you've been living under a rock, which, look, if you've been on Twitter, um, you know that there have been reports that Dave Dombrowski um, has said that Bryce Harper is going to be the permanent first baseman going forward. He is at least going to play first base for the foreseeable future. And I love this. I love, like, number one, I love this. I think it's great for the Phillies. He was a good first baseman. I mean, like, never ever played, I mean, probably played first base in Little League. I assume we all played every position in Little League. But never played, as far as I know, never played first base before in the majors. He was always an outfielder or a DH, um, whether it was from the Nats or the Phillies. 
And he played first base well last year. In the couple of months that he did, he, he played first base well. So I think it's really good for the team because Bryce can play first base well. And I also think it's good for Bryce's career. I think it's really good for Bryce Harper's career that the longevity, he can play first base or he can DH. You know, we want Kyle Schwarber to be the designated hitter. But if Bryce, you know, needs, maybe he, you know, takes the day off partially and just DHs. So I, I love the move. I think it's really good for the team and we'll we'll get to we'll actually we'll get to the other side of that as there were some you know trade reports for a certain outfielder like I mentioned a couple minutes ago but the way the team is currently constructed I think Bryce plays first base again that and I think that you know you have some platoon out there of Pache and and Rojas with with Marsh and then Castellanos so I think it's I think it's good for the team. I really do. Um, so, and the second thing, and we, we know what this uh, this means. This is likely the end of Reese Hoskins as a Philadelphia Philly. The most likely thing is that Reese Hoskins, his time in Philadelphia is over. And it sucks. We love Reese. We love Reese Hoskins. The we He's a fan favorite. And for a long, you know, it's it's funny because like for a long time, I feel like people like there was split on him. It's kind of with like Aaron Nola, his entire tenure with the Phillies were split on him. But you know, at the end of the at the end of you know last year with the postseason run, everyone loved Reese. Everyone loved Reese after the bat spike, after you know a lot of postseason moments that he had. That's great. It just means the end of Reese Hoskins as a Philadelphia Philly. And that sucks, but I think it's what's best for the team. Again, I, Bryce is a better first baseman, probably. And I just like it. I like it. So I, I like I like Bryce at first base, and it sucks because love Reese uh, till, till the day I die, but Bryce to first base likely means Hoskins is out, and Hoskins was so good here, man. Consistent, consistent, consistent. I don't think people give him enough credit for that. Maybe he gets to be an underappreciated Philly from the past, even though people, you know, love him at the moment. But most likely it means the end for Reese Hoskins as a Philadelphia Philly. Bryce to first base. News there. So big, big news. The biggest news of uh, the last, you know, 16 to 18 hours is that Bryce Harper According to reports, is permanently the first baseman for the Philadelphia Phillies. I love it. Uh, we'll get to more of that in just uh, a couple of minutes. Second thing to update you on. Uh, John Morosi tweeted out that the Phillies uh, are targeting Sonny Gray. They're targeting the Minnesota Twins. Uh, well, he's a free agent now. But they're targeting Sonny Gray, who, and this is the, the exact tweet, According to John Morosi on Twitter, the MLB Network uh, reporter, Phillies are interested in Sonny Gray, sources say, and will be a top suitor for him. And if they do not retain free agent Aaron Nola, Gray and Philly pitching coach Caleb Cotham are former college teammates and worked well together while Cotham was with the Cincinnati Reds. So there's the ties there with Cotham and 
yeah, I, I I've told you guys what I think about this. Like I I don't I didn't I didn't want Nola back for the money that he would be desiring. It sounds like what like seven years two ten. I think that's what I saw. That might be that might be not the exact uh, number. But Nola uh, too much money. Snell for me too inconsistent. Even though he's about to win the Cy Young this year, his the course of his last five years too inconsistent. I don't want to give him all that money. Sonny Gray just made sense for me. Shorter term deal. Uh, for less AAV per year, so I I like the Sunny Gray. I, I like the Sunny Gray. Uh, I would li- I would really like that Sunny Gray signing. So, but you guys already know my thoughts on that. You already knew that uh, if you've listened to the last couple of episodes, I would like Sunny Gray as my number two starting pitcher in this rotation, uh, just because I wouldn't want to give Aaron Nola or Blake Snell all that money and the long-term deal. So John Morosi tweeting that out and we'll see. We'll see the next couple of weeks, the next couple of months will be very interesting uh, for the starting pitching market. As uh, There are a lot of teams out there that need starting pitching. Last thing to update you on. And this is a very, very interesting one that I didn't really see coming. People have like, I've kind of heard like chirping about this in the last you know, month or so, but like, I, I still don't, but it's, it's, it, it is, it is very true. It's true. According to MLB.com's Mark Fysand, Phillies could be open to trading Nick Castellanos. According to a source, the Phillies are open to the idea of trading Nick Castellanos, whose streaky ways and disappointing performance in the NLCS could result in an offseason change. And I first saw this article because Gilio tweeted this out. Um, shout out to Joe Giglio. So I don't look, and th- this is how I see this. A- at first, I got upset because I'm like, why would we trade Nick Castellanos coming off an All Star season? I know he was still like to a certain extent inconsistent uh, during the year, but I mean, there's a lot of hitters that you can point to that have inconsistent seasons, but still end up with great numbers. But I thought Castellanos bounced back this year offensively, even though there were a few months where he wasn't so great. But again, there are guys that have up and down years, months, what, whatever. So I, I'm like, I was satisfied with Nick Cassianos this year. Like, you know, you, you have other fielders in the outfield that can field well. I don't, I'm not expecting Nick Castellanos to be some gold glove outfielder. I just wanted him to, to the bat to come back. And it did, you know, 29 homers over a hundred RBIs, uh, OPS, uh, I think it was, you know, 10 to 12% above league average, something like that. Was I was I was happy with it. Um, but maybe the Phillies aren't uh, considering the amount of money he's making. I'm still good with it coming on his way back here with the type of year he had. But apparently they're open to trading him. And I guess these are the options that I'm thinking about. There's three options, right? So option A, you don't trade him, which I still think is the, sort of the best thing. Um, these other options we'll discuss in a second. But I still like just keeping it as is. Harper at first base, Cassianos and right. Rojas slash Pache in center. Marsh, I want to be an everyday player in left field. I'm cool with that. Okay? Or maybe Pache gets, you know, a little split time with, with Rojas and then maybe gets when Marsh needs a day off, he plays in left field. And we know Pache can play, you know, center and left field. And I mean, right, if he needed to. But so that's option A. You keep as is with 
Castellanos is staying put. Option B, you trade Nick Castellanos for a pitcher for a number two. You don't even need to sign a Sonny Gray. You don't need to sign, re-sign Nola or sign Snell. You trade Castellanos for a pitcher, and then you sign possibly a free agent outfielder. Whether it be maybe a Teoscar Hernandez or a Jorge Soler or somebody like that, uh, an outfielder that is still going to be productive. I mean, Jorge Soler, good, very good year for, for Miami last year. It was one of their best hitters. I mean, not in a great lineup, but still was one. Of, was a very good power hitter. It looked 30-plus home runs. So that's another option. You know, if you're trading for, you know, a pitcher like for me, I've seen some options out there. I want to solidify number two. I don't want Patrick Sandoval. I don't want... Who are the, some of the other names? Like Paul Blackburn I saw out there. I don't want those guys. Like, I, I one name I saw out there, or like Dylan Sees, which Sees had a bad year. I don't know how much I would want Sees. And the other option would be Corbin Burns. I don't know how much we have to give up to get Burns. And I don't know. Burns hasn't been as good as the Cy Young year. I mean, Cy Young year was really good. It was, like, incredible. But, I mean, Burns would definitely be a good solidified number two. I just don't know how much you would get, have to give up to get Corbin Burns. Maybe it's worth it. Maybe it is. But that's option B. But you have to trade for a pitcher that's going to be solidified number two. Option C, trade Nick Castellanos for a pitcher. A solidified number two, just like I said. You put Harper in right field. Instead, you move him back to the outfield. And then you re-sign Reese Hoskins. I'm not mad at that. But I still like the whole dynamic of Bryce playing first base. Just being honest. And it's because it's good for his career and it's good for the team. So, option A, keep as is. Option B, trade Castellanos for a pitcher. Sign a free agent outfielder whether it be a Tasker or Jorge Soler. Option C, trade Castellanos for a pitcher, put Harper in right field, re-sign Reese Hoskins. But I'm curious to know out there from you guys, at on Twitter, at Rojas underscore media underscore. Let me know what you think. What do you think the Phillies should do if they are really open to trading to Castellanos? What do you think about those options? What is your take? I'm very interested to know. Again, on Twitter, at Rojas underscore media underscore let me know on there i would love to talk about it because it's a very intriguing thing but i still think keep it you don't need to trade castellanos but maybe they're dombrowski and fold are thinking otherwise so off that that's pretty much what we had to update you on uh, for the off season right now as the hot stove continues in major league baseball now let's talk about MLB.com early power rankings for next year. Because MLB.com has already put out their power rankings for next season. And where do the Philadelphia Phillies fall? Where do they fall? So number one is the Braves. No surprise there. You know, they lost in the playoffs, but still had a 100-win year and still are a very good team going forward. We'll see what they do about uh, this offseason, but number one, Braves. Number two, Rangers. Interesting one just because of, you know, where's Jordan Montgomery going to go? Um, I mean, but, but I'm still, I guess I'm still comfortable up there, up there with them. But then the Orioles, number three. Phillies at number four. And I want to say. I think it's and this they only did the, the okay so they did they did do one through thirty two okay but they only okay so Phillies are at number four and I I, li- I like them at number four I like them at number four they're just above the Rays at number five so 
I like the Phillies number four. I like the Phillies number four. I think it's Astros, it's Rays, Astros, Dodgers, Blue Jays, Mariners, Twins, D-backs, National League champions coming to number 11. I I don't think that's a bad spot for them to be in. I I like the Phillies number four right now. And, and, you know, the Phillies still have a really good team on paper right now. I mean, we'll see what happens with with the number two starting pitcher. I do think that's important, but I think they'll find a way to have a solidified number two there, whether it's Nola, Snell, or Sonny Gray. So I, I like the Phillies at number four, but let me know your thoughts. What do you think of the the Phillies being number four in the power rankings in the way too early power rankings in uh, according to MLB.com? So they're right behind, again, one, two, three. It's Braves, Rangers, and Baltimore. And Baltimore's going to be an interesting one. Baltimore's going to be a team to watch as far as who they what are they going to do this offseason as far as starting pitching, maybe in you know, the relief relief pitching too because Felix Bautista is going to be out for the, se- the whole season, I believe, for Tommy John. So Phillies come in at number four in Major League Baseball's uh, .com's way too early power rankings for next year. Uh, so Phillies come in at number four. Around Major League Baseball now. <laughs> Some fun things to update you on. So new managerial hires, uh, definitely something. Uh, there, there have been a lot in the last couple of days. So you had Ron Washington yesterday to the Angels. You had Craig Council, not to the Mets, but going to the Cubs, going to the interdivisional rival Chicago Cubs. What a turn of events for uh, Craig Council. I think he was like the top priority for the Mets. But no, they go out and get Carlos Mendoza, who is the Yankees bench coach for a while. So Carlos Mendoza is the new New York Mets manager. He is not. uh, Craig Council is not going to be the Mets manager. So Carlos Mendoza to the Mets, Ron Washington to the Angels, uh, Bob Melvin. But that was a little while back now, I feel like, um, to the Giants. And then who else was there? There was Ron Washington, the Angels. Who am I missing? I'm, I'm missing. I'm, I feel like I'm missing a big one. Um, I can't think of it. I can't think of it, but I will uh, I will get back to it because we uh, I just was talking about this yesterday on my other podcast that I do, uh, The Shift. So it, I forget who else was the other manager or hire. I'm going to actually look for it. It's right here. Um, okay, Council Mendoza. Oh, Stephen Vote to the Guardians. Right, so Stephen Vote to the Guardians was the other one. So those were the five managerial hires that we had in the last, um, you know, about a week or so, but definitely in, in the most recent days with some of those um, new managerial hires. Free agency. Shohei Otani. Uh, apparently, Dodgers GM Andrew Friedman is obsessed with signing Shohei Otani. So there you go. The Cubs apparently are like the most aggressive suitor to sign Shohei Otani. So that's also a very interesting one. So Otani looking like Dodgers, Cubs front runners, possibly. The West Coast teams, too, with the Mariners and Giants, looking like a lot of those teams are front runners. So that's the update on Otani. Trevor Bauer apparently had a really good year over there. Um, in Asia, in Japan, I believe. So, according to according to sources, Trevor Bauer's agents 
could be uh, could be talking to MLB teams, and Trevor Bauer could potentially be a could be back in Major League Baseball. So very interesting with Trevor Bauer, um, and also MLB canceled their GM meetings, they canceled their GM meetings because there was a stomach virus going around. I believe those were the uh, the reports that there was the stomach virus. So no more GM. It was a stomach ailment, and. According to Stephanie Epstein on Twitter, definitely not a virus or definitely a virus, not food poisoning. As a result, MLB has canceled the rest of the GM meetings. So there you go. No more GM meetings. And lastly, all there's all they're doing this year. I don't know if they've done this in years past. MLB is doing all MLB teams. So they're going to have like one. And I like this because I think all-star all-star appearances are overrated because it's just a half a season. This is all MLB teams, you know, based off, players full seasons i like this a lot and on the list yeah jt real muto coming into one of the catchers trey turner cal schwarber bryce harper and zach wheeler also nominees they didn't make the team but these are nominees they're going to have 50 percent of it the voting is going to be from the fans and the other half is going to be from i forget what I, what i saw i think it was panelists or or uh, I forget what it was, but it's 50% of it. It's going to be made up of fans and so the other 50% coming from decorated panel of media members, broadcasters, former players, and other officials throughout the game. That's according to MLB.com. So there you go. So all MLB teams. So apparently you can vote for it. So that's fun. Um, vote for your favorite fills. So there you go. Real Muto, Trey Turner, Schwarber, Bryce Harper, and Zach Wheeler all nominated. And lastly, before I get you guys out of here, Let's do a little bit of this day in Philly's history. On this day in 93, Lenny Dykstra finished second in an NL MVP voting. Barry Bonds won the award. That was his third at the time. Dykstra was the first player to lead the league in hits, walks, at-bats, and runs. By the way, this is always uh, coming from broadandpatterson.com. Shout out to them for giving me this info. So Lenny Dykstra, we all, well, I don't remember because I didn't grow up watching, but I was, you know, learning about the Phillies as a kid and learning about, you know, Lenny Dykstra as far as a hitter he was that year, uh, juiced up. Um, yeah, finished second in NL, NL MVP voting this day 30 years ago. Wow. 30 years ago. Uh, 2021, Bryce Harper was given the 2021 Henry Aaron Award, recognizing as the top offensive performer in the National League. Harper previously won the award in his time in Washington. And Bryce, we all remember the year that Bryce had in 2021. He was absolutely incredible and won his second MVP and first with the Phillies for maybe hopefully first of a few. Maybe we'll see. But Bryce was given that 2021 Henry Aaron Award this day two years ago, two years ago. And uh, also Phillies transactions on this day, 1984, they released Steve Firovid. I think that's how you say that. 1984, they also released Rene Martin. And in 98, they traded Mark Leiter to Seattle for Paul Spoljarek. What a name. And then 01, they traded Omar Dahl to L.A. for uh, Jesus or Jesus Cordero and Eric Jung. So Omar Dahl. He had a couple of like decent years with the D-backs, I believe. But besides that, not too much to write home about Omar Dahl with the Phillies. He was a pretty average pitcher at best. So Omar Dahl, it's a name for you. It's a fun, uh, it's a fun, obscure baseball name. So on in 01, traded Omar Dahl 
Omar Dahl to L.A. So that's going to do it for me. Let me know what your thoughts on the Nick Cassianos reports. Let me know what your thoughts are on Bryce going to first base. Reese Hoskins, what are going to be your memory? best? What's going to be your biggest takeaway from Reese Hoskins' tenure here as a Philly? Because it looks like it's not definitive, but it's most likely Reese Hoskins will not be a Philadelphia Philly anymore. Definitely curious to get your takes there. And let me know what your thoughts are on the Sunny Gray reports. So that's going to do it for me, Francisco Rojas. I will talk to you guys on Monday. Take care. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.